ladies and gentlemen, we're just moments away. That's the biggest night in the history of this great organization. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? Hey, yo. Smart marks. What's a smart mark? A mark with a high IQ. Back in town, and we ain't in town to mess around. To be the man, you gotta beat the man, and I'm saying, woo, right here, I'm the man. That's hard time. Yeah. And what they're gonna do when Hulkamania in the largest part of the world runs wild on you? Rest in peace. You just made the list! It's heating up here! There's a slop drop! I'm the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. If you're the man, what the rock is cooking! Hey everybody, welcome back to the Slop Drop. This is episode number 24. I'm Nathan Rogers at Sumo on Twitter and joined by the loose cannon, David McBee. Man, I'm excited to be here. It has been an exciting week in the world of professional wrestling and an exciting week getting ready to come. And this is going to be another record-breaking edition of the Slop Drop. Hey, on a personal note, man, I've been so sick lately. He's got a puke! He's got a puke! He's got a puke! He's got a puke! But I can tell you, it had nothing to do with money in the bank. A lot of people were sick about that. A lot of people were sick about Game of Thrones. But I enjoyed money in the bank. Man, hey, I gotta admit, I was ragging on it before the event. I was like, this is terrible. Uh, you know, and honestly, I didn't even watch it live. And then I started watching it after the fact. And I was like, holy cow, man, this is a pretty daggum good show. And uh, a couple uh, shocking ends uh, to some of the matches. Uh, I thought it was a very good pay-per-view. Can't wait to talk about it tonight. Well, let's just get into it, man. Uh, Usos over Daniel Bryan and Rowan in a non-title match. Again, we've talked about that. If it's a non-title match, bet on the challengers because the champions will probably lose. Uh, Bailey wins the women's money in the, the bank ladder match. Rey Mysterio over Samoa Joe to become the new U.S. champ. Shane McMahon beats The Miz. Tony Nese over Davari to retain the Cruiserweight Championship. Becky Lynch over Lacey Evans to retain the Raw Women's Championship. Charlotte Flair over Becky Lynch to become the SmackDown Women's Champion. Uh, Bailey then cashes in the money in the bank and I was thinking maybe there would be a heel turn here and she would go after Becky. However, she went after Charlotte and she wins the SmackDown women's title. And with that becomes the very first women's Grand Slam champion. Well, man, overall show was off to a hot start. You know, you mentioned the uh, women's Money in the Bank, uh, one of the early matches. I got to tell you, that was the match that really piqued my interest. The first match I was like, Ah, uh, you know, it's a non-title. You know who's going to win. 
But the say, I mean, the, you know, when those ladies started going, some of the bumps they were taking, I was like, you know, I was much like the crowd. They was chanting, holy, you know what? Uh, I was chanting along with them because they had, they had some big bumps where I was like, man, this is, they're putting themselves on the line. This is a little too risky. And, uh, you know, I was going for Bailey, but I was like, you know, Bailey's not going to pull it out. She's, she's kind of used like a jobber, but then to see her pull it out, what a big victory and got a huge crowd pop to start off the night quick. All while Sasha Banks sits at home. Yeah, I got to admit, I was thinking about Sasha and it was, it was funny after she won, uh, either, you know, uh, later or, you know, on this match, I can't remember, but I remember they did an interview with her and she was, and she talked about her and Sasha. And I just kept thinking, you know, Sasha's sitting home pouting while these girls are, these other ladies, I'm sorry, are moving on and setting the tone. And I'll tell you what, that set the tone for the entire night. Yeah. Just a quick note about Sasha. Uh, she's obviously unhappy and wants out. Uh, but sitting at home, I think is the wrong way to go about it. Number one, I, I think, and Bailey is deserving of this, by the way, but I wonder how much of this push has something to do with kind of rubbing it in Sasha's face. But if you want out, uh, we all know the Revival wants out and the Good Brothers want out, but at least they're, you know, sticking with their contract and riding it out. They're, they're not going home and, and pouting about it. Well, uh, to use a pun from old old days, the early 2000s, you know, no one else is taking their ball and going home, uh, much like old Steve Austin yeah, and in Austin, 2002. But. Austin did this once before, too, but he came back and ended up fulfilling his obligations. But, uh, but like Austin talks about, he says that was one of the the stupidest things he's ever done. And he said, you know, yeah, he was right. Yeah, I know now we're talking about 2002. He was right. You don't give away Brock Lesnar and Stone Cold Steve Austin for free on Raw. Right. That's what frustrated him. But he said, he admits now, I handled that wrong. I, I The point was right, but the way I handled it was unprofessional and wrong. And I think that's something he really regrets, how he handled that. Yeah, you got to wonder, you know, other promotions, they're going to want to jump on Sasha because she's a big name. But there might be a few that's gun shy, too. Uh, I mean, is, right she gonna pout, is she going to pout all the time? I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, look what's going on with uh, Pac right now in AEW, uh, you know. Uh, Roman Reigns defeats Elias. Uh, Seth Rollins and AJ Styles, that was the barn burner. Uh, Seth Rollins retains the Universal Championship, but what a match that was. Those two, I, they let them go. And I'm, that was just a great match. Oh man, I thought that was I thought that was a great match. Uh, you know, Rollins and Styles. You know, it's you know it's like I know Rollins is probably going to win because it's it's too close to him yeah. getting that belt for him to automatically lose it. But Styles, man, put him over, and I almost thought at the end of that match when they went to shake hands, the Styles might turn heel, but instead, you know, he kept the babyface approach. I was hoping he would turn heel, or I was hoping the Good Brothers might come out and assist. I had them. to. I had the exact same thought. I wanted, I was thinking heel turn, good brothers. We could see a little too sweet action, but uh, kept them both face. And, and again, it's a great match. Yeah, great match. Uh, I mean, solid. It was going to be a great for those two guys. That's a that's a WrestleMania match to me right there. Uh, Kofi Kingston retains over Kevin Owens, and then the big shocker, 
Brock Lesnar comes out at the very end and grabs the briefcase to win the money in the bank. You're here. I'm here. Let's do this. Well, Nathan, do you know anyone? At, you know, I know you're out in Twitterverse and all that, so you know what the buzz is. Do you know anyone who called that Brock Lesnar was going to come back and win that? I, there actually was a guy on Twitter. Uh, I don't think he was serious, and I don't have his stuff pulled up right now, but he did earlier that day tweet that Brock Lesnar would come out and win the money in the bank. And uh, Good call, man. Good call. Man, that was crazy. The look on his face. I mean, it was a good match. It was a solid match. But the look on Lesnar's face sitting on top of the uh, ladder, you know, doing the famous Brock flex and the (laughs) smile he had on his face is if you look in the background while that was going on, there's a guy flipping him off, booing. You could just see the anger in the crowd. And I I love it. Hey, I loved it, man. I thought it was awesome. Um. A couple bad things. I hate to, you know, I'm, I'm turning over, trying to turn over a new leaf and be more positive about what we're seeing. It's, it's a new day. It's a new day. Yes, it is. But there was a few times that there, during this show, there were some major ref botches. Uh, the Miz and Shane match. I believe Shane put his foot on the rope. It's a cage match. And the ref stopped the count, which I don't know that that applies during a cage match. Uh, another thing, Becky's shoulders were clearly down for a good three, four, five seconds at one point, and the ref looks right at them and then repositions over, and then she kicks out. And then, of course, the Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio match, uh, his shoulders were uh, uh, what I refer to as higher than RVD at one time. And uh, <laughs> the ref, you know, still counted to three. I have read since that uh, that match was called short because of the, the guys in the back saw Joe's nose appeared to be broken and blood was everywhere, so they wanted to call it off shorter than what it was scheduled to go for. But, yeah, a few ref botches on Money in the Bank. Yeah, yeah, the Joe match, uh, I thought that was a good match. Yeah, when he started bleeding, I, I started, I was like, yeah, I like this. I said, that's, that's Samoa Joe, man. He looks like a beast out there. And then, of course, the roll-up, I, I like how they did that. I think it's good if you don't do it too many times uh, you know, having that controversy, even if that wasn't the plan, that's a good way to set up, hey, a rematch. That way Joe still looks strong in the match yep. and he still is that beast because it was an obvious botch. But I got a question real quick. All right, all these ref botches, could it be a setup? Are we going to go to instant replay down the road one day? Could be. Uh, I don't know. That's a good point. But like you said, they could use these for storylines. You know, just like Joe, he is a beast. He is a monster. Now there's a storyline. All he's got to do is say, hey, look at this video. My shoulders were clearly up. I want a rematch. Oh, exactly. Uh, but, hey, I was I, I was happy with that. Now, the uh, I almost wonder, the ref botches, to me, it screams Jeff Jarrett. I almost wonder if maybe that's going to become part of the storyline the incompetent refs, maybe that's going to be something that ties into the storyline down the road. I don't know. I don't like picking on refs because we've had a Hall of Fame referee, James Beard, on here. We've had Yali Sapphire on here. We're, the ref is you know, equally important in the matches as the performers are, the wrestlers are. So I don't, want, I don't want to pick on the refs, but there were some 
major botches, and I'm sure Vince probably has uh, addressed that issue. Well, I really think it's something part of the storyline. I think they're going to build into incompetent refs. I think it sets up some rematches, especially uh, with some of the events coming, especially the one in the Middle East coming back. Uh, I think that that way you already have a match set up. Joe can say, hey, rematch. Hey, we're going to fight each other in the Middle East for the rematch for the United States Championship. They could also do that with the Becky Lynch match. Uh, what, the one I don't get is the Shane McMahon and Miz match during the steel cage. Um, you know, the whole purpose of grabbing the rope and putting your foot through the rope, whatever, it kind of breaks that plane and you're outside of the ring. So if you're outside of the ring, then you can't be pinned. It kind of, so that kind of null and voids the pin. But, it, you know, during a steel cage match, there's really no outside. I mean, so I don't know why the referee broke that. Maybe one of our refs that's following us can clarify that for us, but I didn't understand that. I think it was just a mess up. Well, maybe we could have uh, Yali Sapphire on here or, or James Beard back on the slot drop to maybe uh, give some of this psychology of referees. But, hey, despite that, I thought it was good matches. The guys were working hard. I thought uh, – I thought the match that Becky had with Lacey Evans, Lacey Evans is a star. She showed she belongs. And uh, overall, I thought it was a solid pay-per-view. And guess what? First time in a long time, I'm giving it a thumbs up, baby. Hey, I thought it was great, too. Moving on to Raw, Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar open up the show talking smack to both Seth and Kofi. You're here. I'm here. Let's do this. Uh, Braun Strowman goes over Sami Zayn. You know, poor Sami. It, it seems like he has better luck on SmackDown because every time he's on Raw, something happens or he gets buried. And uh, things are looking promising there. He, he won a spot in the Money in the Bank, and then of course we saw what happened. He, he gets <laughs> withdrawn from that, and Brock gets inserted. But uh, Lars Sullivan they, comes out to do his first interview in the ring and is interrupted by Lucha House Party leading uh, to him destroying all three of them. And back to Money in the Bank real quick. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, when Lars attacked the Lucha House Party guys, he he got busted open. And what happened is he headbutted one of them who had a little sp- spiky thing on his mask, and it, it cut his head open. <laughs> Man, does it is it me, or does Lars just seem cursed right now? It seems like he just has some bad breaks, man. Yeah, that, that Snitsky 2.0, man, I don't – I'm afraid he's doomed now. Uh, thing looks things looked good for him, you know, about a year ago, and then all this other garbage came out about him, and now it's just uh, I don't know if he's ever going to get over with the fans. Hey, it's not his fault. <laughs> that, that's I, I I can't help it, but when I see him, I I start chanting that. Cesaro beats Ricochet. Uh, this this match this booking made sense to me because. You got to get Cesaro over. Ricochet is a big name right now. And, uh, you know, Ricochet went through hell the night before Money in the Bank. So it's understandable how you could lose, especially to somebody like uh, Cesaro. So I know a lot of people's wondering how Cesaro beat Ricochet. But to me, that made sense. Uh, the Revival beat the Usos. We didn't have the a- Revival win! The Revival win! <laughs> Hopefully no more embarrassment, but we'll see where that goes. Uh, a moment of bliss leads to uh, Alexa Bliss 
Nikki Cross and uh, Becky Lynch defeating Lacey Evans and the Iconics in a three-on-three match. Then have another sneak peek of the Firefly Funhouse, which I'm, you know, super stoked about that. Uh, I I thought maybe when uh, Sami Zayn was found hanging upside down that maybe Bray had something to do with that and he was going to come out, but that wasn't the case. And then, you know, fast forward a little bit to to SmackDown. I don't, you know, we'll get there in a minute, but I thought maybe uh, Bray had something to do with the, the Big E thing too, but he didn't, but... Anyway, hopefully uh, we'll see more of the Firefly Funhouse and more of Bray Wyatt soon. Well, I I really like uh, the Bray Wyatt character that he's come back with. Uh, plus, he's trimmed up. He looks like he's in shape. Uh, you know, I just hope that they let him run with it because, man, I mean, he can go and he, he can get the crowd to do whatever he wants at any time. And recently became a father again. Uh, Jojo and him had a baby. They named it Nash Six Rotunda. So there's a little NWO reference in this kid's name. That's pretty cool. Yowie, wowie. We're going to have so much fun here. Nash Six Pac and Rotunda. Impressive. So, hey, too sweet to that. They should have thrown Scott or Hall or something, you know, somewhere in there. Or what about uh, what about Nash Six? I mean, what about Nash uh, Yo or Hey Yo or I, I I don't know. Uh, yeah, surely they could think of something. I mean, you got to add some more NWO things like that. It's but, hard to throw the NWO in there if you don't have Scott Hall. Yeah, I mean, Hey Yo, you know, you got to have Scott Hall. Uh, Mick Foley. Then. Actually, I I gotta tell you, that sounds like Rocky Balboa. That didn't sound like Scott Hall. I think I'm mixing my Scott Hall and uh, Rocky Balboa impression there. <laughs> It sounded good either way. Yeah, so don't edit that one out. That was so bad, you got to play it. Mick Foley then debuts the new WWE Championship. There's a lot of speculation. I even thought maybe it was going to be the hardcore title. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be a women's intercontinental title because one, a woman was introducing it. So why would Mick Foley introduce it? Don't need a European title because they've got NXT UK. So I was thinking hardcore, baby. But we got PG instead. We got the WWE 24-7 championship. Well, hey, as soon as this idea came up, know who I was thinking of? Who's that? Our good, our good buddy backstage, Brother Love, because I swear this is the only kind of crap that Bruce <laughs> Pritchard can think of. I mean, talk about a disappointment. I know. I, I, have you seen a poll yet where people say, hey, I think it's a great idea? I'm look. I'm looking at one right now. Uh, Pro Wrestling Torch did one. Five percent thought it was a good idea. Uh, Twenty somewhat amusing. Twenty three shoulder shrug. Fifty two not just bad, but grown inducingly bad. And that I mean, if you have Mick Foley involved with it and only five percent like it, that means it's got to be some crap. The only thing I do like is. Uh, one of the guys that won it was cool to see him get a win. Uh, Mr. Mustache himself, Robert Reed. But that's the thing. There was three title holders the first <laughs> within the first 30 minutes that it was introduced. So uh, I like the concept. Uh, speaking of polls, we did one we'll get to in a little bit. We'll go a little more in depth in it. But, you know, Titus was the first and then Stash Rude and then our truth So. Hey, truth with truth that when truth took off, man, he's like driving away. You know, he got it. <laughs> you know, he threw him into a car, pinned him. His, uh, his music starts playing. He got in the car, and drove away. 
I mean, I actually kind of enjoyed it, but the whole concept sucked. I will say our truth is killing it with this uh, 24-7. <laughs> There's a thing on Twitter where Drake Maverick's holding up like a warning poster of our truth and uh, our truth responds, that's not me, man, or something like that. And it's, it's his exact uh, Twitter profile picture. Holding hey, Truth is the longest reigning 24-7 champion in the history of WWE. And I believe the first person to hold the inter- – I'm sorry, the 24-7 championship and the hardcore title. Yeah, there's legacy, our truth building his case as a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Drew McIntyre then goes over the Miz. Uh, Kofi Kingston and Seth Rollins then beat Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley. Brock Lesnar then comes out. And uh, teases a little bit of cashing in the money in the bank, but he doesn't. Just taunts him, and that was the end of the show. SmackDown opens up. The New Day comes out, welcomes back Big E, which was interrupted by Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, Kofi Kingston and Sami Zayn was then set up for later in the show. Ali then beats Andrade. Uh, hey, I'm not saying Ali doesn't deserve it, but... If you're going to push all, uh, Andrade for this Intercontinental Championship title run, then you got to have him win this one. Well, hey, I thought it was a good match. Um, you know, I, I, I like the way they did it, though, because Andrade was kind of showboating. So it's like he would he could have won if he was focused because he was showboating a little bit. You know, you get the small package. Uh, you know, I didn't like at the end of it, it's like Saxton. You know, he said, hey, this is a miracle. I think it was a darn near miracle. Byron Saxon, man. It, <laughs> oh, I cringed just hearing him. I put on Mike Adamley. I mean, it's like Mike <laughs> Adamley 2.0. And I don't mean to take away from Ali. That was, that was a good match. It really was. I just think uh, maybe Andrade should have got the win. Yeah, making Andrade look a little weak. Speaking of old R-Truth, he's then running around in a disguise <laughs> with a, a blonde wig on uh, trying to appear as a woman due to this uh, new 24-7 rule where he's got to defend it 24-7. You know, that's another thing. It's almost like once they get it, they don't want it. You want your titles desirable. You want the, you want your guys to want your title. It's almost like once they get this, they don't want it. But, again, it's entertaining. Our truth is killing it. Uh, <laughs> Carmella versus Mandy Rose is no contest because our truth is out there and everybody runs out to get them and it interrupts the match. <laughs> And then he shags tail out of there. You know, he was still wearing his belt. He's supposed to be in disguise, yeah. but he's wearing the 24-7 belt. I'm like, what in the world? I, what was funny was Graves was like, you know, talking about how it was such a bad disguise. And it's like <laughs> Phillips didn't even pick up on it. I mean, yeah. Uh, some backstage segments with Bailey and then Elias is kind of on top of a, one of the production trucks playing the guitar, taunting Roman a little bit. And then it's revealed that Kevin Owens attacked Big E backstage, re-injuring his knee. Uh, I kind of wondered about this because there were some reports a few weeks ago that Big E could be out, you know, up to a year. And then when I heard he was going to be coming back to SmackDown last night, I was like, whoa, he either recovered quickly or somebody's not uh, telling the whole truth. So I wonder if he's going to be out longer than, you know, maybe they just brought him out last night to just, a quick boost and and he's really not you know going to be cleared for a while and this is one way they could go back to putting him on the injured reserve by having it appear as ko attacked him do you think though if he's out a year do you think they keep the new day together 
Well, I don't think he's going to be out a year. Uh, I don't think he's been quite cleared yet. I do think they're going to leave them together. I, I, part of me thinks it's time to break them up, but I, I originally thought Big E would turn heel and they would break up, but now I'm wondering if they're not setting something up between him and Kevin Owens. Well, I almost wondered, like, like when Xavier came in the ring at Money in the Bank, I almost was kind of like, hey, I could see Xavier, you know, maybe – He's looking at that belt, and then he just kind of snaps and loses it and says, hey, I've been the voice of the New Day, and, uh, you know, I, I think there's a lot of different directions they can go. Probably, hey, they sell too many T-shirts. They're probably going to have to keep them together. Yeah. I, I don't know how much longer it's going to last because I don't know how much longer this – especially if they go back to being less PG and more edgier. I don't know how much the fans are going to be into pancake tossing and bootios. Uh, Kofi Kingston, speaking of, then beat Sami Zayn. After the match, Heyman teased Lesnar cashing in the money in the bank <clears throat> briefcase. And while this was going on, Dolph Ziggler attacked Kofi from behind and beat him down. I was, I did not see that coming at all. You know, I, I've been wondering where Ziggler is. You know, maybe I was like, hey, is he going to show up at AEW? Or, you know, maybe he's done. Uh, cool to see Ziggler come back and put himself right in the uh, title picture immediately. Good to see Dolph back and agreed. It was a nice surprise. I made the comment a few weeks ago, you, you need to promote your matches, but some of these uh, appearances should be a, a nice surprise. And Brock at Money in the Bank was a good surprise. Uh, a lot of people don't agree with that and hate it because they don't like Brock, but it was a good surprise. Uh, Dolph Ziggler on SmackDown was a good surprise. I thought that was excellent. So kudos to SmackDown for doing that. Well, I thought, uh, uh, you know, overall, I mean, you know, I know then, you, you know, the main event, you know, you had Reigns and Elias. I, I like all the little things they were kind of throwing in there. I just hope it doesn't – they don't do it too much where yeah. it doesn't have the meaning. Becky Lynch and Bailey then beat Lacey Evans and Charlotte Flair. Ziggler then cut a promo in the back uh, on all of Kofi's opportunities. They should have been his. It's almost, you know, like Raven and WCW used to do. What about me? What about Raven? What about me? I don't know where they're going with this, I, I, and I get that, but they got to be careful because they ran an angle, what, about a year ago where Dolph Ziggler came out and quit? So, yeah, you know, I, I get what they're doing, and, and it's working good. It was an excellent promo, but stuff like that is when you kind of – you think fans are, are stupid and forget stuff like that. All they got to do is say, hey, man, you quit. So what about you? Who cares? But anyway, good to see Dolph back. Good to see him uh, already back in the main event picture as well. Uh, Roman Reigns then goes over Elias again. And after the match, Shane and McIntyre attack Roman. This has been going on for a while. And uh, it's, you know, it's just, it seems like it's the same thing. It, it's not it's not doing Elias any favors. What they should have done, and this will probably be uh, that don't work for me, brother, but they should have they should have had Elias beat Roman, and uh, it would have helped Elias, and plus it would have made you know Roman's feud going in with Shane a little bit better. Well, 
I just kind of wonder, you know, why, you know, Reigns and Rollins, it's like they never lose. They never let them lose. I mean, how, why would it hurt for Reigns to get pinned and let Elias get a victory? I, I don't understand why they have to paint him as superhuman. I mean, no one goes undefeated. Let him lose a match. To me, that would build probably a little more sympathy to keep the fans behind him right now because, you know, they're not booing him too bad right now. But, I mean, what the people didn't like before is he's just pushed as completely destroying everybody. Yeah, and again, you know, they got the the super showdown coming up in Saudi Arabia where Reigns is going to face off with McMahon. To me, if you'd have had Elias beat Roman, it, it would have made it a little more interesting. Like, well, maybe Shane will beat him because maybe he got hurt during that match or whatever the reason. But now you're going to have him, you know, he just squashed Elias at Money in the Bank. He squashed him in on SmackDown. And now you're going to have him come in and probably squash Shane. Well, I just don't understand why they don't let Elias beat anybody. It seems like the, the fans absolutely dig his performances, even though they boo him because he's, he plays a true heel. Yeah. Um, you know, usually a heel will cheat and win. You know, why won't they let him, you know, do the old Ric Flair, put the foot on the rope or, you know, pull the tights or do something like that to get a victory. Let him actually get a win. It would not hurt Reigns. No, and I don't think Reigns will squash Shane. I do think he'll beat him, but I don't think he'll be a squash match. Speaking of Saudi Arabia, uh, June 7th is that show. I know we touched on it a little bit last week. There's been a few more matches added, but Sami Zayn, who's a Canadian and a Muslim is also of Syrian descent, and he is not allowed into the country of Saudi Arabia, so he won't be making the show. And due to that, Kevin Owens, I believe yesterday, either today or yesterday or today, came out and said, uh, I'm not going either. If he can't go, I'm not going to go. So kudos to him uh, for being a good buddy to, to Sammy and, and sitting this one out, which could be a part of you know an explanation why Dolph Ziggler was all of a sudden – thrown in the title picture, a good replacement for Kevin Owens. Exactly. Ziggler coming in to save the day. The only thing I'm afraid of is with Owens, I think that's awesome. He's standing up for his buddy. But you know how Vince McMahon is. This is a big show. He doesn't want to look bad. I fear that uh, Owens might be getting pushed down the card a little bit. Well, Aleister Black, I guess, has come out and said he's not going either. So I hope they don't get punished for this. To me – this shouldn't be promoted as a major pay-per-view. If you have a deal worked out with the Saudi Arabian government, go do your deal. Even put it on the network, whatever. You know, they, they did a thing in Japan a while back. It wasn't uh, advertised. They did that thing with the Shield uh, at a house show with Dean Ambrose. Just go do your thing. Don't promote it. And sure as heck don't promote it as in it's going to be as good as WrestleMania, if not better, as they have been. That is ridiculous. WrestleMania is your Super Bowl. And they're going around saying that this show is going to be just as good, if not better. Man, I, I think that's a bad move. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm having a little problems getting excited for this pay-per-view, especially, you know, the Goldberg Undertaker. To me, I don't want to see that match now. I, You know, Goldberg, even in his prime, couldn't go more than five minutes Undertaker, his last few matches has looked old. To me, that could end up being a uh, match of truly epic proportions. And I mean, in a bad way, 
It, it, it could be pretty ugly. I mean, I think Goldberg's in a gas in five minutes. Well, what I'm afraid of is Undertaker's going to get hurt. Um, nothing against him. He's a phenomenal athlete. He's a legend. But Goldberg has had a history of being a little stiff. And, you know, he's probably a little ring rust. And, you know, there's a little ring rust around Taker. And they're getting up there. I mean, this is not a – this is a young man's game nowadays. And you get get those two guys in there. It's either going to be really boring or somebody could get hurt. Well, I I mean, Goldberg, I always worried about him hurting someone. I mean, look at Bret Hart. And I've been watching a lot of the old WCW stuff. And he just he, – he had no concern for the guys who were putting him over. I mean, I like Goldberg. But, man, I mean, he – the, the what, what he did was just not good. I mean, he, he just – he hurt a lot of guys. Yeah, hey, could be could be an excellent match. I don't know, it, but I agree it's one I'm not too thrilled about watching. I'd rather watch Undertaker Sting at WrestleMania as Undertaker and Goldberg at Saudi Arabia. Triple H versus Orton, Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler for the WWE Championship, <clears throat> Roman Reigns for Shane McMahon, uh, versus Shane McMahon, Demon Finn Balor versus Andrade for the Intercontinental Championship, Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley, a 50-man battle royal and possibly Lesnar versus Rollins. He, he may cash that money in the bank in. Well, hey, you know who's right about that, this event um, that's coming up? The Space Cowboy, Jason Jones. He called it. He said WrestleMania, and he said the event, the Super Showdown, Triple H will get in there. When there's a big payday, it's funny how he always ends up on the card. Well, there's no telling how much money – Saudi Arabia is is paying WWE to come over and do this. Uh, it probably starts with a B as in billion. Well, I know uh, when we had Jerry the King Lawler on the show, he was he broke some news that actually kind of went viral when he said that the government of Saudi Arabia only made their people pay two dollars each to attend the show, and he said there was a ton of money. It was first class. Uh, the uh, royal family was really wanting the WWE there, and I guarantee they're making a boatload of money. Guarantee it. Also, guys, uh, go back to our archives, and I don't remember what episode it is off the top of my head, but check out that interview with Jerry the King Lawler. Uh, NXT TakeOver 25, June the 1st. You can uh, bet that will be an awesome card. Impact news last weekend. I actually started to watch some of it, but I was unable to finish it because the last half hour of Impact, they went to commercial and forgot to come back on. It was 30 minutes of commercials. So uh, I don't think there's a lot of people too happy about that. So obviously I just ended the show and deleted it off the DVR. But uh, the bad thing about that is that Anthem that owns Impact also owns the Pursuit Channel that it airs on so <laughs> there's some confusion going on over there oh man i i hate to say it but of course i think everyone's been saying this since what 2004 when they started or five or three whenever it was uh impact wrestling i just don't think it's going to be around much longer i think we're getting when you, if you're gonna have AEW and some of these other organizations i think uh the end is near for impact wrestling you could be right. Speaking of AEW, this is it, man. This weekend, double or nothing, AEW's first pay-per-view. 
Well, man, this is going to be a big, uh, a big moment in wrestling. I mean, the buzz for AEW right now with Starcast, all the stuff going on. There, I don't think there's been another organization that has had this buzz, especially in the United States. I know New Japan was getting pretty hot, especially with the fans tuning in. But I mean, it wasn't like this. I mean, I mean, they sold out the arena in how many minutes? Four like or five four, minutes? Uh, like four minutes. Yeah, four minutes they sold out, and another wrestling company has not done that in North America in a long, long time. I, I can't recall ROH having that. Uh, Impact, TNA has not done that. I think this is the first time since WCW in probably 1998 that you've had an, an organization that has the buzz that this has right now. I just hope we're not setting our expectations too high, and then the first you know, first episode we see when it becomes starts on TV that we're not happy with that we start crapping on it and saying we need to give it a chance. Uh, the competition again is going to make all these other promotions good. It's going to make WWE better. It may even make Impact better. Who knows? But you're right, man. The buzz there there hasn't been chatter like this since WCW. Well, uh, I mean, to to borrow, a, uh, you know, from uh, Vince Russo and also our good friend Emily G. Uh, Smith, I'll tell you what, bro, I'm excited. Let's take a look at this card. SoCal Uncensored, SCU, which is Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky versus the Stronghearts. Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose versus Kylie Ray. Cody versus Dustin. A 21 21- Man, Casino Battle Royale, the winner of that will face the winner of Omega and Jericho for the AEW World Championship match. Not on the same night, but it's going to be set up. Those two winners will face each other. Uh, just a few entrants of that. Glacier, Brian Pillman Jr., our good friend that dropped us a message here a while back. MJF, who is one of the best heels in the business, if you're not familiar with him, YouTube and look him up on MLW. Billy Gunn, Jimmy Havoc, Jungle Boy. Luchasaurus, Sean Spears, a.k.a. Uh, Ty Dillinger, has announced he's going to be in it. Uh, so many more, and there's a few spots that they've left as a mystery. You know, who's it going to be? Uh, Joey Ryan, Jack Swagger, uh, who knows? I, I, I'm i really excited for the card. I mean, think about Kenny Omega – I mean, he's he's the hottest wrestler to me outside the WWE. Of course, Jericho being involved in it. And Jericho's not afraid to put someone over, uh, which I, I think is great, you know, what Jericho does. I mean, he, you know, he he's lost actually his last couple matches, but you can't even tell because he he's so good at, at playing his character. Uh, I'm really excited uh, to have, you know, Dustin Rhodes, I guarantee him and Cody are going to try to tear the house down. And it could have a very emotional ending, maybe some type of tribute to the American dream. Uh, the, the, the battle royal, I'm going for Brian Pillman Jr., our good friend. And a uh, quick note, last time I think a Pillman was in Vegas for an event like this was back at Clash of the Champions when Brian Pillman made Bobby the Brain Heenan drop the F-bomb on live TV. Classic. Uh, yeah, man, uh, lots of possibilities in this. Again, they're, they're leaving some, you know, a little bit of mystery, a little bit of uh, curiosity of 
uh, who's going to be in this, who's going to make it kind of like the Royal Rumble. You know, there's always a little bit of who's it going to be uh, feeling. Uh, Hangman Page uh, match against Pac. I guess Pac is pulled out. There were some creative differences. Uh, who knows what the deal was? I don't know if that match is going to be replaced. Again, I, I thought maybe Ty Dillinger, a.k.a. Sean Spears, would have been a good replacement, but he's going to be in the Battle Royale now. So I don't know. Uh, if there is going to be a replacement, who who knows? Marty Skrull or uh, CM Punk, John Moxley. But another option, maybe Hangman Page just enters the Rumble, the, uh, Rumble, the Battle Royal himself, and, and wins it and goes on to, to face whoever wins between Omega and Jericho. Well, hey, what do you think about Pac? Uh, you know, I know back when he was in WWE, you know, there was a lot of controversy uh, of him being maybe a little difficult. And well, then his first big card like this, they can't even come to a creative, uh, uh, you know, I wonder, I mean, he's burning bridges, man. Yeah, when all that happened at WWE, I thought it, it all was around Enzo and Mora, And I thought, well, I don't blame Pac. I wouldn't want to you know, drop the title to him either. But uh, maybe uh, Pac's a little more difficult to work with than we thought. Maybe Enzo wasn't all the problem there. And you can't teach that! Well, I mean, where's he going to go? If he burns his bridges in AEW, what's left? Impact, uh, baby. Yeah. I he mean, puts the PAC in Impact. Yeah, apparently Pac might be uh, head to Impact. He'll be, he'll be up in uh, Canada with... Uh, with your your good friend up there, uh, um, Cyrus the Virus, <laughs> uh, he'll he'll probably stay over uh, in the UK, and I think he's a part of Dragon Gate. I think he's the Dragon Gate champion right now. So I don't know, man. Uh, again, it it really doesn't look good for him. But you know, Paige even went over there and uh, did a match in Dragon Gate, hoping that I guess that would convince him to still come over. And, and I guess he's not going to do it. Uh, the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros. That that's the either the main event or the co-main event, and that that's going to be awesome. Well, I was reading some stuff on the Young Bucks this week, which was uh, kind of a surprise. Um, you know, they were talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling. They feel they didn't get respect, so that was uh, you know listening to them talk about you know the uh, lack of respect they felt that they got. In New Japan Pro Wrestling, I mean, that was, uh, you know, that was interesting to hear that. Lots of other matches on the card. Uh, it, uh, only thing I'm concerned with, I'm going to be traveling this weekend, so I'm hoping the motel I'm at, that I at least get a Wi-Fi connection. I'm sure I will because it's uh, 2019. But, uh, again, I really want to watch this. I'm excited about it. And um, it's just, like you said at the beginning of the show, exciting times. I'm really excited for it. My my concern is exactly you nailed it. Perfect. I'm afraid I've got it built up so much. I'm expecting like uh you know a WrestleMania 3 or you know some you know I, I probably got it built up a little too high. I I have to keep reminding myself they're going to make mistakes. They they're, they're going to do things on their show that I'm not going to agree with. Uh it's going to take time to build a product. I need to be patient. Uh but I, I wish them nothing but success and uh, great to have more pro wrestling. Yeah. Uh, Starcast is also the same weekend. Huge event in Vegas. Speaking of Starcast, uh, Nature Boy Ric Flair won't be uh, 
making it to his roast. But the good news is he has kicked out again. He is home. He's recovering from surgery and uh, tweeted today that uh, the nature's home. Thank you for all the incredible staff doctors at Gwinnett Medical Center. Once again, I am so thankful for my family, friends and fans for all the love at this time in my life. I never take it for granted. I will be back up and wooing in no time. Well, woo, Ric Flair making death tap out since 1975. <laughs> He's still the man. That guy has survived a plane crash. He's been struck by lightning. Uh, yeah, man, just just keeps kicking out. Hey, yo, it's survey time. Surveys and polls. Uh, Money in the Bank, I asked our fans and our followers how they would rate Money in the Bank. On Twitter, 15% said good, 13% said fair, 22% said average, and 50% said poor. I, uh, man, I, I thought it was good. Uh, I thought it was fair. I did not think it was average or poor. I thought it was fair to good. Do, do you think the majority of those, Nathan, was or Sumo, do you think that was, you think that was just because of the ending? Oh, yeah, you know, for sure. not wanting Brock. Do you think that because I mean, the overall pay-per-view did not seem that bad to me. Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with there's there's so many people that that hate Brock Lesnar because they consider him a part timer. But at the same time, you don't hear them say the same thing about The Undertaker or, you know, I guess you can put Goldberg on the list now or John Cena. This is nothing new. I mean, a lot of the big stars, you can go back to Hogan. I think some of us have been spoiled a little bit by uh we expect the title to be defended every week, but I can remember back in the day it was defended maybe quarterly. You know, you had a there was only what, four pay per views back in the day, and you know every once in a while Saturday night's main event. But uh, like it or not, Brock Lesnar is good for the business, and I think the ratings this week proved it. They were down, you know, ever since he'd been gone, and the, the minute he comes back, they get boosted back up. Part of that is because people hate him. They want to see him get beat, I think. And the other part is he's he's not as bad as what a lot of people – I think he's he's got a bad rap. I really do. Hey, I really enjoy seeing him sit on the top of that ladder, the smile on his face, the enjoyment that he looked like he was having. He was absolutely digging it. Uh, Brock Lesnar, too, he's shown some good work, man. I'll tell you. The last five years of Brock Lesnar, I think you could put that up against anyone. I mean, he has had one heck of a run. The thing is, people don't realize he's not afraid to put people over. If Vince asks him to do it, he's going to do it. It's not like Roman Reigns. I mean, you can say Brock's been pushed down our throats, but at least Brock will put someone else over. I mean, he put over Seth Rollins, and uh, he made you – even when he fought Finn Balor at one of the pay-per-views – you know, months ago, realistically, you know, Finn Balor is not going to beat somebody like Brock Lesnar. I mean, he's just a living, breathing beast, but he still works the match as you to give you a little, uh, just to give you some a thought that maybe Finn Balor is going to pull it off. But uh, he's actually a much better worker than what people give him credit for. Well, I mean, think about it. He, he had he had Balor. He had AJ Styles. Both of those. You you thought there was a chance he might lose. You know, he sold that injury, you know, in his last match. I don't know. I think it was I, I think it was Ballery he was fighting or 
where he got thrown into the corner of the announce table and he sold it where, you know, it made it believable to me. Brock Lesnar, I think is underrated. Yeah. I mean, I, I bash him, but man, anytime I think you get him and Paul Heyman, how can you not like it? Hey, I'll be the first to admit he's not good on the mic. He's not good at promos, but that's what Paul Heyman's for. But as far as ring psychology, how he looks at the crowd and laughs and how he was putting that money in the bank briefcase up on his shoulder like it was a boombox. You guys are just – he's got you in the palm of his hand and you don't even realize it. He's working you. He was supposed to do, and he's doing it. Uh, Facebook, 45% gave it a thumbs up and 55% gave it a thumbs down. Raw, Twitter, 30% said good, 20% fair, 10% average, and 40% poor. Facebook, 55% of thumbs up and 45% of thumbs down. SmackDown Live, Twitter, 39% gave it a good, 26% fair, 19% average, and 16% poor. Facebook, uh, 74% of thumbs up and 26% of thumbs down. So it looks like uh, uh, on both platforms that uh, most of the people enjoyed SmackDown Live a little better than Raw. Well, right now, I think SmackDown is the better show right now. Yeah, and it's probably going to trend that way until it gets over to Fox because they want to impress the Fox folks. But overall, I thought both shows were an improvement this week than they have been the past couple of weeks. I, I think it came off pretty good off of Money in the Bank. Now the big thing is, hey, where are they going to go with it the next few weeks? But uh, so far, so good. Do you notice the, the last hour of Raw, uh, they, they darkened things up a little bit? They turned the lights down low, and even on the Titantron, they darkened it up where it just showed the uh, the logo. And even Mick Foley referenced the third hour is going to get a little uh, more dirtier, a little more raw. So it looks like things are trending towards a little more edgier product. Hey, maybe it's going back to the days. Remember the, uh, you know, the I think the first hour, what was it? The first hour was the, uh, or no, the second hour of the old Raw show used to be the War Zone. Yeah, you Raw's know, It War. was always... Yeah, Raw's War, and then you had the War Zone. I can't remember. I, I know I probably got backwards, but I remember, you know, you'd have one would be a little more edgier than the other yep. one where Get, business would pick up. Give the kids time to go to bed, and then it's uh, PG goes out the window. But you know what? Uh, AEW might have little to do with this because, again, competition. You got to make yourself better. Uh, thoughts on the new WWE 24-7 championship? I asked a uh, why not just turn into the TV title? And uh, same concept. I don't mind if it's defended 24-7, but, you know, what if it was just defended on all WWE TV, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, 205 Live? And just uh, I think the thing of the 24-7 title is, number one, it looks ugly, and two, the name's kind of lame. But anyway, I said, why not bring back the uh, – uh, TV title, similar concept, different name, different design. Twitter, 80% agreed, 20% disagreed. Facebook, 89% agreed, and 11% disagreed. I The the 24-7, I mean, I, I'm pretty disappointed, to be honest with you. The only, the only smidge of reason why not I'm enjoying it is because of Stash Bobby Roode. <laughs> Stash Roode. And Ron the Truth Killings, you know, he ran out at the uh, – Seven-second dance break uh, ran its course. So now you have him running around in disguise uh, while he's wearing the belt. I, I mean, 
at least, hey, at least it's allowing Ron the Truth Killings to get a payday. Other than TV title, I just asked people outright what they thought of it. If they thought it was good or lame. Uh, Twitter, 43% thought it was good. 50% think it's lame. Facebook, 37% think it's good. And 63% think it's lame. Again, I think it could be – I think it's okay. I I don't mind the concept, but I think uh, especially the look – I think there should be some perimeters. Uh, Adam Silverstein with CBS Sports, you know, he's got a wrestling on a wrestling podcast. And I agree with him. I think if you put some perimeters on it, uh, he said, you know, you can keep it 24-7, but it must be on TV. And there needs to be a ref. And, and then once there's a match made, it's an actual match. It's not, you know, at Chuck E. Cheese. It's not uh, <laughs> in, the, in the back or whatever. Once you say somebody finds our truth and challenges them, then there's and it has ref. Then they go to the ring to have an actual match, and then if a new champion wins, uh, uh, the clock restarts or or whatever. If if the other guy wins and you know he can't defend it until the next day or whatever, put some perimeters on it, and I think it could be successful. Well, um, the twenty four seven. You bring up a great point. Why not bring back the the title? Uh, the television title, uh, that was something back in WCW era that I really enjoyed the television title. Why not just make a television title instead of having the corniness yeah. of uh, the 24-7? You know, I never understood the TV title back in the day. I think it makes more sense to have one now than it did 30 years ago because you got the WWE Network and it's on multiple channels and there's multiple shows on the network. Back then, you had TBS or TNT, or, or you know, there was a weekly show, and they, they had a TV title. I never I was like, why do they have a TV title? There's too many belts. But now, the roster, you know, is 10 times bigger, and there's more shows. It makes more sense to have a TV title now than it did back then. Hey, man, you can share 15, you know, 10, 15 minutes. You'll eat up every week. And plus, you can have a lot of those time limit draws that I think can really push the storyline, which... I think it's kind of a lost start. And it's already been established. And there's a little bit of legacy behind it. And to me, the uh, the name and, and the, the design, it just it's kind of it just appears lazy to me. I'm like, well, let's just call it the twenty four seven title. Eh, hey, know. I'm telling you, Bruce Pritchard. I <laughs> gar- I guarantee it, bro. It was Bruce Pr- Pritchard, bro. Hey, uh, I forgot to mention this earlier, but Ruby Riot. We've been wondering where she's out. Apparently, she's had shoulder surgery and is scheduled to get surgery on the other shoulder as well. So, double shoulder surgery for Ruby Riot. That explains why we haven't seen her in a while. Well, um, poor Ruby Riot. I mean, she was getting, you know, the Riot Squad pretty much got killed over a three week period. Uh, you know, man, I just, I hate for that to happen to her. She's a talent. Uh, hopefully, she heals up quick, comes back strong. That doesn't work for me, brother. That doesn't work for me, brother. brother. That don't work for me, brother. I mentioned it earlier. I would have had Elias over Roman Reigns on SmackDown Live. Uh, Roman just continues to squash him. But, again, a victory over Roman on SmackDown would have helped Elias, saved a little face. And, again, also would have made the Roman's match with Shane going into uh, Super Showdown a little more interesting. Well, uh, that don't work for me, brother. I'll tell you is P-A-C, Pac, 
you know, Pac, I, I don't know if he's trying to do a Hulk Hogan or what. We're back at WrestleMania 9, and, hey, you got to put Bret Hart over. Oh, that don't work for me, brother. I mean, I, I, I kind of feel like he's just so difficult to work with, and to me, that just doesn't work for me, brother. I don't care if he's on the show or not. No one watches a show to see Pac anyway, so go back where you came from. That don't work for me either, but you know it would be great if this match was actually still going on and this is a whole work and he comes out and they actually have a match. Hey, I would love that. I, I would love that, bro. That would be awesome. That'd be like a Vince Russo move from the 2000 era, bro. The good. The bad. The ugly. Good, bad, and ugly. My good, I actually have a lot. Again, this is a, a new day. I'm trying to be more positive. Uh, I'm just going to say returns. The, the return of Flair uh, kicking out of that near-death scene. Uh, even though I don't like the name and design of the 24-7 title, at least there's a return of a, uh, a belt for the guys in the back that don't get exposure. Uh, the return of Dolph Ziggler and the return of Brock Lesnar. My bad is probably the name and design of the 24-7 build. I know I just said it was one of my good, but again, I like the concept. I just think the name and the design was a little lazy. And my ugly was probably the ref botches at Money in the Bank. Hopefully that was a work, but if not, again, don't want to bury the refs. They're as equally important to the match as the wrestlers, but come on, guys. You're not only professionals, but you're on the you're in the WWE Well, my good, the bad, and the ugly. I actually, I have a lot of goods this week. Uh, Truth, still getting a payday. Still working on that Hall of Fame resume. So anytime we get to see Truth is a good thing. Money in the bank, it was good. I actually can't bash it too much this week. Uh, Also, Brock Lesnar, the beast incarnate coming back. Excited about that. And the show-off Dolph Ziggler. Great to see some of these guys coming back in. Um, Also, another good is... The use of the word bro by Emily G. Smith. Uh, it just brought back so many Vince Russo <laughs> moments. She, For some reason at work, she's been calling us all bro lately. And I, I don't know if it's a CrossFit thing or what's going on, but uh, just good to hear that she's using some Vince Russo language. She, uh, she, bad. I'm sorry, go ahead. She'd be a huge Matt Riddle fan, king of bros. Bro. tell you what man we got it we totally got to get her a shirt that says bro and you got to tag her in and say hey we did a shout out to talk about uh you know our main bro emily smith <laughs> uh let me see bad 24 7 uh just even though i like ron the truth killings getting a payday and seeing some of the craziness to me the title has already been destroyed within <laughs> 10 minutes <laughs> The title was already shot. It has no meaning. It's going to be a joke. Uh, you know, I'm sure it's just a matter of time. It's going to be defended 
probably in a grocery store. I'm really sure it's going to be in a Chuck E. Cheese again. They're going to go back to something that worked before, you know, so they're going to have them in the uh, big uh, ball pit. Uh, I can see a pin coming there. I can also see a lot of women, you know, like maybe doing a quick roll-up, stuff like that to get it and then running off with it uh, to follow like uh, Terry Runnels and some of those great wrestlers of the past. Hey, you mentioned uh, being defending a grocery store or something. Occasionally you'll see a commercial with Rusev and Lana at the Dollar General. They need to have a a match inside a Dollar General to get them some free – advertisement there that would be a great i mean that would be a great cross promotion i mean you think about dollar general you know (laughs) all the different things you could use in there like right now i know it's the grilling season so you know you dump a little charcoal on them uh i mean there's so many different things you do then you end up you know in the milk aisle i can i can see booker t and stone cold steve austin all over again uh a grocery store is good because they can do the announcement where it says you know uh Clean up on aisle two. Rusev just got the tar knocked out of him. But uh, it's still bad, even though I like what's happening with the truth. Uh, the ugly, I think, is three letters. P-A-C, Pac. I hope it's a swerve. If, if it is, that's a great swerve. But, man, I mean, you can only burn so many bridges. There's only so many places. If you're wanting to get big paydays, I know the independent scene's hot, but you can't make the money you can at A&W and the other one. And, uh but, hey, maybe that's that's just a work playing into it. Well, man, uh, I think that about wraps this week up. Uh, you got anything else? Well, hey, I'm heading this weekend to uh, Special Olympics down in Searcy, Arkansas, the state championship. I had a lot of fun down there. There was actually a lot of pro wrestling fans. Uh, got a chance to talk to a lot of the athletes and found a lot of them were huge uh, pro wrestling fans. Uh, really appreciated uh the last great hope for professional wrestling, Joey Corman, joining us next week. And I'll tell you what, man, I think uh, with all this referee controversy, uh, I think we, we got two referees maybe we need to uh, reach out to. I agree. And back to Joey Corman, man, I've went back and listened to that. If you guys haven't heard that, do yourself a favor and go back and check it out. There was a lot of, uh, I don't know if you call it nuggets or pearls of, of wisdom, coming from Joey Corman to anybody that wants to be a part of the wrestling business. Uh, it was just a good interview. I'm, I'm glad he came on. I really enjoyed that. Well, I'll tell you what, bro, you got to check it out. I mean, the, the dude straight up brought it passionate about professional wrestling. Absolutely loved it, bro. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Check us out on Facebook at the slop drop. And of course on Twitter at the slop drop one until next time. We'll see you guys later. Later, bros. (laughs) Goodbye and good night.